Welcome to Fringe Element here on the 440 Sports Network. My name is Braden Gall, and you can follow me on Twitter at Braden Gall. Mine is Aaron Dugan. You can follow me on Twitter at the Aaron Dugan or Instagram Aaron underscore Dugan. I'm Stephen Godfrey. My guest in my back. What, what's going on here? I'm at 38 Godfrey. Returning champion. You tell us. Oh, it's like Jeopardy. Can you be returning champion? Are you okay with that? Has anyone beaten me? Nope. No. Still undefeated. Sam Pittman. Sam Pittman came close. Well, I'm um, definitely second place to Pittman. So yes. I don't want to. Uh, well, yeah. that be that's that's not an insult. No, 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 not at all. And John Summerall, John Summerall on the show last week. So go check that out. We had Shane Beamer on the show the week before that. So go check that out. So you are still returning champion regardless. Uh, By the way, before we get into all the nonsense that is happening, what does it mean for the SEC? What are the next moves for the SEC? The SEC, I told you so, unfortunately, that this was going to happen. The end of the world was coming. You didn't listen to Greg Sankey. Um, where can people find all of your work, Stephen? Tell everybody where they can get to all of your stuff, your your ramblings and your scribings, all that good stuff. Split Zone Duo. Uh, that, that's the, I'm going to do a concise list of promotions. SplitZoneDuo.com, uh, which is all college football all the time, has a Patreon, SplitZoneDuo.com. I'll hit it one more time. I write, uh, let's call it seasonally at the Washington Post. And, uh, oh, but also right now, I just realized, yep, we did Athlon this year. Um, so, right. you know, Athlon, which is on newsstands now. And then also I make videos, if you're familiar with the the YouTube, as <laughs> the previous generation calls it, the YouTube, uh, over at Secret Base, which is part of Vox. So I don't think I have anything left to plug. No, I think that's good. I think that's good. Um, all right. So we're going to sort of dissect everything that's taken place over the course of the last week. As it pertains to the SEC, I wanted some time to think through all of this stuff, let some new information come to light, man, you know, that kind of thing here. Um, Before we do any of that, however, Aaron Dugan, Fringe Element, is brought to you by the wonderful and amazing folks at? Jaspers. It's your, it's not your, Godfrey, can you help me, please? I've done these so many times. A lot of things change in parking lot. Oh, a lot of things change in Nashville, but nothing changes in with free parking. How's that? I was Close. just like off you the top of my head. I was thinking you parking lot at the end. Almost, you, but better than my nothing that came out of my I mouth. Mean, this <laughs> like this is like AI generated memes. Yeah, like mm-hmm. Jasper's food parking lot, Nashville eat free, yeah. but not the food. Uh, no, go to oh, Jasper's. Oh, I went to Jasper's um on Saturday. Saturday. With Reagan, Braden, your favorite. Braden's favorite reality TV show star. I, I am yeah. Team Reagan for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, what what did uh, Ray, what did what does a reality TV star order at Jasper's? Um, margaritas <laughs> <laughs> and French they fries. Have, they do have good margaritas. They do have good margaritas. They also have thirteen locations across the southeast from Four Top Hospitality. Uh, how about Stephen's going to love this? Um, Flowood, Mississippi, Jackson, Mississippi. Ridgeland, Mississippi, Huntsville, Alabama, coming soon. Amerigo, of course, all across the Southeast. You got Memphis, Tennessee, and of course in Nashville. So for my all, parents, we are Flo- huge in Mississippi. Jasper's yep. and Four Top Hospital. Flowood is uh, Flowood's where my parents live. There you go. See, there you have it. Um, okay, so go to Jasper's if not, and you're in the area Southeast. Check out all the other great locations from Four Top Hospitality. Make sure you go to the YouTube page. The YouTube page. And click all the buttons, turn on the notifications, share it, like, review, subscribe, all those things. Unsubscribe, resubscribe. Yeah, Um, we do appreciate it. Don't ever unsubscribe. Many people are talking about it. Um, All right. So I guess, Stephen, I just 
I want Aaron and y'all's just, I know we've all had time to like spew things onto the Twitter sphere and say things on other pods. And I just want us together here to just your basic reaction of what took place. I am surprised at the surprise. And from an SEC fan standpoint, what does this mean, this move mean for the Big Ten to acquire two major assets on the West Coast and USC and UCLA? What does it mean for SEC fans? Nothing really. I I mean, I think it's all, this was, I, I would agree with you, Braden, that, if you're shocked, you haven't been paying attention. Um, you know, I remember saying on your show several times last fall that college football was moving away from uh, its its national footprint uh, of a sport, and that I was really worried about that. Um, and this isn't to cast blame on the Big Ten or the SEC, but when what we're watching now, and as we record this today, you know, it's not something I've confirmed. I, I see some of my colleagues out there reporting basically the. I would say the bottom chunk of what's left of the Pac-12 is in talks with the Big 12. Um, we we knew consolidation was coming. I don't know how this immediately affects SEC fans because they, look, they cheered this on. They really wanted this. Everyone was very celebratory last summer when the announcement almost a year ago uh, that OU and Texas were leaving. So I, I don't know. Um, Does it matter which which school you're a fan of in the SEC? Does that change your answer? I think, you know, Aaron, I think I think that you might be leading me towards a direction of, you know, what is what is everyday life going to be like for a rank and file conference member and their fan base if we continue to to grow these these remaining conferences? I think that might be what you're getting at. And we don't know. We don't know. I think as far as the SEC's perspective, I was it. Tell me if I'm wrong, but did this kind of slide under the, the radar that they left the spring meetings without any real clear headed like decision or even a public statement saying, you know, we figured out scheduling for the 16 team league and we'll let you know next year or we figured it out and here it is or we're doing away with divisions or it's this it from everyone I've spoken with. There's a real deadlock there on what exactly they're going to do to satisfy the demands of the existing and, and transitioning members. And so um, I think the SEC is way more concerned about their house right now. Yeah. Um, I really don't know if USC and UCLA pro- provides much of a, a reaction. I mean, I think it was inevitable. I think inevitability should, should be the theme of the day. When you take Texas and Oklahoma out, you expand to 16 and you do so in advance of a renegotiation of all first party rights, then I think it's obvious that the other conglomerate here, which is Fox who had the stake in the, in the, um, in the big 10 and also in the big, in maybe the big 12 or what will be the big 12, who knows um, th- there was going to be a response. Well, okay. So if we go back to the expansion vote, is this what Greg Sankey has been warning everybody about the entire time? Like if they had all gotten 12 teams and they'd all voted and they'd all gotten in line and got their automatic bids, are Texas and Oklahoma leaving the Big 12? Are, are, I mean, maybe they leave it in 10 years from now. You mean playoff expansion? You said if, play, expansion. if playoff expansion playoff had expansion. taken place and they had they had, a, they had all voted to approve to go. Because remember, Greg Sankey the entire time was like, look, we're fine at four. We're trying to do this for the best. Yes, we'll benefit, but so will you. You should yeah. come on board with this. And all of a sudden, the Pac-12 has an automatic bid and the Big 12 has an automatic bid. Are we even talking about this right now? Again, I think the inevitability of it 10 years down the road happens still. But I don't. I think right now we're talking about a 12-team playoff, and all these teams have automatic bids. I, I don't know. Am I wrong on the, that? The, well, the timelines wouldn't track. I think that the, the conversations were in place for Oklahoma and Texas to leave the Big 12 for the SEC before 
that last new cycle of, of expanding from four to six or eight or et cetera came and went. Um, wasn't it know, two years? I, wasn't it two years in the making though? Like they said, they've been talking about this for years. The expansion, the expansion of the play, Texas playoff thing. expansion. Um, <laughs> yes, but Oklahoma and Texas's interests went far beyond postseason structure. Way, way beyond. There's, there's a financial constant at play that's, with what the SEC and the Big Ten provide. So you can't think of it just in terms of the postseason. That's, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, it's 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 a much bigger. I think this conversation still happens even if they expanded playoffs, I don't think it, it might maybe a little bit later, but I don't think it would have been a yeah. decade later because from a fiscal uh, standpoint and you're talking about and tell when television's involved, because overall no one can deny that this is a money conversation. And when you're talking about money, you're also talking about TV and it's just much bigger than postseason play. Yeah. I mean, I, I, the, yeah. the 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 checks that are being written to these member schools and these two conferences are just impossible to argue with, even if you are Texas and Oklahoma. And I also think that in a little bit more of a local-ish, where there's no such thing as local anymore in college sports, but um, for Texas and Oklahoma, recruiting against the SEC became more front of mind than recruiting against A&M or LSU or Alabama. And there was this persistent feeling that you were either part of the SEC from the recruit standpoint, or you were not. And so what Texas feared, what Oklahoma feared was that there would be um, not a battle with them and some of these member schools, you know, LSU coming West after Katrina or something like that. It was now like, we're getting, we're, we're fighting the entirety of a conference to keep kids playing for our schools. So, which raises the debate that I think Arkansas and South Carolina had amongst themselves without any idea of how big the money was going to be back in the early 90s. They, they decided, and they didn't know they were really making this choice, but they decided we want financial stability and prestige over championships, basically, and, and financial revenue. And I'm curious, Number the first question I have, and, and this is for both of you guys, one, as a fan for you, Aaron, and I'll let you put your alumni hat on at Vanderbilt and then more from a reporting standpoint from you, Stephen, but that is if, if Vanderbilt had it to do right now and they've got a chance to do it right now and they could be a middle to upper tier team in a new conference somewhere, the new, the, the rising Sun Belt, and you could compete for championships or you can make more money and be in the sec. What does, what does the fan choose? And then number two, cause I think Missouri frankly could be in the conversation for the big 10. What is it even allowed? Is it even is it even legal to kick a team out of your conference? Steven, that one's that one's for you. No, the short answer is no, not yet. And not yet. I like that. The thing is, is at the end of the day with the playoff, I mean, Vanderbilt's not worried about competing for championships right now. Clearly, Um, it's (laughs) not on the top forefront of any fan's mind. Um, Me as a fan, I'm I'm going to say I still wouldn't want to leave the SEC. There's too much tradition. We're used to going on certain games on the road. Like we're own, you know, we always go to the game in Oxford. We, you know, we have certain games that we're used to traveling to. That's like tradition within our own fandom and we wouldn't want to leave. And I'm telling you from a TV, um, from a working in the like video and knowing what that check looks like every single year from yeah. sec and in the, being an espn affiliate the dollar signs are just different there's more of them and they're not going i mean no it, no I, I you wouldn't take it over you wouldn't take it over being like a better in a shittier conference you just want 55 million dollars well keep in mind <laughs> or, too, or 100 million dollars or more if you're asking what the fan wants the fan what the fan wants has been 
so far out of mind for the last <laughs> 10 to 15 years leading up to this that it just shouldn't be involved in the calculus, sadly, because I think what the fan wants, Braden, is the right question to ask. The problem is it just hasn't even been on. It hasn't even been on the drawing board. Not even close. this entire time. And I, I think eventually we're going to run into a situation where, you know, I scream about this doomsday a lot. But as we continue to. Ah, what's the verb? What's the adjective here now? Um, you know, corporatize, I feel like has a negative connotation because people want to draw it back to NIL. Which the, the, soul, the soulless professionalization. Yeah, I guess. But again, like I'm not even talking on the labor side. You know, you, we, we could have had a professionalization that kept so much more of the tradition and rhythm and value and identity of what we associate with the sport, depending on where you are in the country or what team you have or whatever. Um, th- this this conglomerate, like like over conglomerizing made up a word yeah. uh, with, with the power of what we used to call the power five. Um I mean, it's corporate, it has, consoli- it's corporate consolidation. That, that's all yeah. Right. And, it, and it keeps happening and it keeps happening and it keeps happening. And, you know, what do you do? I mean, what, what do I tell a West Virginia fan who's, who's had so many moves over 15 years? What do I tell? I mean, Oregon right now is homeless. Oregon college football, national yeah. title participant, Oregon two is time, homeless. two time national title. I mean, it's just, it's insane. Yeah. I was just thinking about the playoff era. It, it's just absolutely insane. Um, so, well, but let's go, let's go down that path of what the fan wants though. Because again, I started this by saying Arkansas and South Carolina made the calculus in 92. They didn't know what they were sacrificing, which was chances at playing in the championship game, which has happened one time, I think for both of them. So if like, do fans actually want that? Is that, is that where we're like, look at the bottom half of the big 10 and the bottom two or three teams in the sec. Like if you said, what do the fans want? I Aaron just said it. She'd rather go zero and ten, but be in the SEC and make a hundred million dollars, than go eight and eight and four, nine and three in the Sun Belt and compete for championships. Well, like it's I don't like yeah, because you're just. I mean, you're just going to. Pl- it sucks the tradition out of what you're used to. I mean, we're also now used to losing so conveniently. It's <laughs> not, you know, that that hard. But we're also it's just, you know, it's just tradition. You know, I don't want to go to. I want to go to the college towns I'm used to going to, and I want like I want to go to Oxford. I want to go to Columbia. I want to go to Athens. Um, I, think I don't know. I'm forced to decide between these two things. If you're a Vanderbilt fan or if you're an anybody fan, is kind of a problem. I yeah. mean, we need to figure out why we're why we're why we're forcing one over the other. I want to throw That's in not something. how it's supposed to be. Like just taking this conversation to the next level, which as we've seen, you know, the NCAA try to scramble to do things they should have done a long time ago and therefore lose respect and power from people. How do you guys feel like this continues moving in this direction, continues to affect the claim that the NCAA has? And I would even argue if we took it a step further than that, that there's even some potential revenue for these super conferences if the NCAA, you know, continues to be kind of cut out. Man, I'm trying not to play the greatest hits here, but like <laughs> for, uh, 40 team breakaway or 70 team breakaway. Which one do you want, Steven? No, I'm just I'm I'm thinking like we got here because there just was no oversight. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about this before we went on and how I would explain this to someone who doesn't follow college sports. In other words, why these, why these headlines or why these breaking news items in the last two weeks are so monumental, but then also so unsettling for us. And I, the best, here's the best thing I can come up with. Imagine 
the NFC East in the NFL has its own commissioner and they have their own uh, meetings that are separate to everybody else in the NFL. And it's already, and the reason why I came up with the NFC East is it has the most population in the United States, right? So, and also big big brands. It has weird geography because Dallas is in there, right? And then it also has the same sort of mantra as the SEC of like, it just means more. Like if you, if you're in those cities, even Washington, I like I grew up in the burbs of Washington. It means the most, right? And they're, they're going to get the Packers and the Steelers. Right. You would have essentially a never at rest, always volatile NFL. You would have something that is never quite going to look the same. We have a we have a pretty good idea of what the NFL is going to look like in Every five year. and 10 and eight and 12 years. Right. Like pretty good. Uh, we have no idea what this sport is going to look like. We have no idea. Also, if you are a historically terrible franchise. There's still a reason to have the fandom. There's still what we just post to Aaron. There is no Vanderbilt conundrum. There is no step down situation. And so I think about this and, you know, I use the NFL because that's the thing that most people in America have access to, but like, it's, it's scary. Uh, it's okay to be not okay with this right now. All right. What about so, premierly? It makes me think of like, it's relegation soccer. Yeah, it is. And they'll never be an actual, like we all joke about, like, I think it's because we're all, everybody in the media is a soccer fan too, apparently. So like, we all love, we all love the idea of like the Sun Belt and the SEC swapping the champion and the last place team all the time, or the Mac and the big 10 swapping, you know, like we, we love that concept because it's fun in our brains, but it's not a, a thing, it but sounds scary. What I, what I think is interesting about like the doom scrolling and the, you know, you know um, sky is falling, chicken little, all this stuff that I, that I share with you, Steven, in terms of the sentiment of the the charm of the sport. I am curious where their calculations could be wrong. And when I say they, I mean, the doomsayers. No, 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 no. When I say they, I mean the television executives, the conference commissioners and the chancellors of the university. Oh, I, I, I think it's your first question. Those are the three people that are making decisions. Yeah, no, 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 no. I, th- I think w- w- what you said out front is the question no one asked and they should have from the jump, which is you will lose the consumer eventually. If you over consolidate and you, like, I mean, I didn't go to business school, but like, these are pretty common questions that you can ask when you're selling a product. If you wear your, if you, if you have fatigue with your consumer, if you change, if you manipulate the brand loyalty to a certain point, if you change the formula of the product, these are all things that are happening. They have been happening and we've been tolerant of it to a degree because it's happened incrementally. But now we're looking at some pretty big, bold changes that are on the horizon. And I don't think that we would feel any of this right away. But I do think that the SEC that you will see in 15 years is not going to look anything close to the SEC that, I mean. But they're the only league that does. 2008 or 2012. But they're the only league that probably it doesn't matter, though. I think it does. And that's, I think that SEC fans won't listen to me because all they want to do is beat their chest and say, well, we're the best, we're the best, we're the best. You are going to change the thing you think you are the best at. You are going okay. to change it. And, and I also, I also, but, but like, I agree with that, with I all agree that with for that. a second to hell with all that for a second. If you're just, you, you're living in a major city, Charlotte, North Carolina, Nashville, New Orleans, whatever you went to, I'm just going to pick one at random Auburn. Your experience as an Auburn fan, I don't care if you're in your twenties or your fifties, is going to look so vastly different as you go through these next 10 to 15 years, what games you go to, what games you get excited about, who's on the schedule, what's the rhythm of the thing. This is this should be paramount 
for the concern because the thing that Disney and Fox are looking at right now are inventory. Mm-hmm. That's the biggest thing. All these manipulations are being done to build a quantity and what they believe to be a quality of inventory. Yeah. All right. But how do you preserve the excitement? We still only have a 14 playoff, right? So if we're, if we're mashing in 16 teams, two historic programs are coming in, are they going to nine conference games? So they, are, are they going to beat up on each other more, right? Are they going, are you going to see the teams that you want to play with less frequency? The answer to that is invariably yes, because you have 16 on rotation. Well, in, the, as well. in the short term, you're going to play them a lot more because they're going to fix the scheduling, but that's, your your point Any is your your point is still valid. What, here's my, the question: but yeah, What but if they just stay? Is what what fix have they given to the scheduling? I I really don't know how you make everyone happy even close to it. No, I I know, but even the and we've talked to people about this before, and I've talked to people about this before too. Like even the ads that are voting for eight know that nine is coming and that nine is beneficial. So like they're gonna go to nine. They're gonna see all the teams more often. Tw- every you know every team twice every four years. Blah 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 blah. But my question is: What if it just stays at sixteen for the next twenty years? And they have their own 14 playoff. Like, I'm just saying, worst case scenario, I don't think SEC fans stop paying attention to that or stop caring about that or stop watching that. I don't think they lose the charm. And to Aaron's point, they're still going to the same college towns. It destroys the game outside yeah. of their bubble. But they, do they care? I, do do I we care outside be, of the bubble? Yeah, but, but, but this is not Nero fiddling while Rome burns. I, I, I mean, I refuse to believe even the most bullheaded and ardent myopic SEC fan will not grant you at some point that you need the rest of college football to distinguish yourself from and to define yourself against. And if you don't have it, yeah. Or if it's Coke versus Pepsi or, or probably that's, you know, it's like, it's market. like dunking, it's like dunking on an empty basketball court by yourself. Yeah. Like mar- market share. That's a bad <laughs> metaphor because the, the big 10 is going to be formidable in a lot of ways. Um, it should be in different ways. Um, yeah. Having it, ha- you know, having just two entities that you compete against, I do think it loses the charm. Um, I think that for, so to put the reporter hat on for a second, and it's been a weird two weeks, they're going to have to start redefining uh, all of these schools by probably budgetary standards. And then after that, we're going to see a separation of, of these. And a lot of SEC fans are going to say good, but we're going to see a separation of these groups of schools. I can't even say conferences anymore, right? Just groups. No, like Just groups. And like, so, so in other words, the idea of like the FBS means Alabama and it also means Tulsa. And it also means I always pick on ULM because they're so poor, but that's going to go away. Um, I think some of those programs might go away too. I don't know. There's, there's too many variables. There's too many letters in the equation right now, instead of numbers for us to know. It's you can just look at some of the decisions that have been made in here the push and pull is are you preserving the passion the magic whatever of collegiate athletics or college football specifically or are you just doing making decisions based off of money and we already know what's happening I mean when you look at people were so confused I mean they know now but when the SEC added Missouri like was that the absolute best most exciting addition to the SEC no it just didn't have Missouri the TV market for Missouri. And we're just going to see decisions after decision after decision that has money at the core of it. And there's not even any illusion. Like it's going to be just painstakingly obvious the whole yeah. way through. And like you're saying, that's what's going to cause fatigue is because we're just going to see things that we have that are happening that we know aren't good for the game. And you can see straight through it. There's no way to hide that it's just money. 
Well, depending on who you listen to, uh, Missouri and South Carolina are both SEC members because Florida State shook its head, shook its head no twice. Um, I don't know if I believe that so much on the Missouri I think call. There's but TV. There's definitely yes, a market yes. involved too. But well, and and, t- and TV markets mattered a lot more even just 12 years ago. They did when people they still did. watched cable television. <laughs> Somebody brought up someone on Twitter and someone in the in the greater kind of college football hive mind. I can't remember who, but they said that this this round smacks of uh, sort of initiating instead of being the last one on the ship. And so what I mean by that is. When you saw Louisville run to the ACC, um, or even Missouri go to the SEC, believe it or not, because they wanted to go to the Big Ten first, that was like a move like, oh, we just got to get out of here. There was a lot of that in the last round of realignment after Texas and Mm -hmm. Nebraska. Everything else was kind of like more fleeing. And this time, it's more consolidating and more of an active movement for it's, you know, it's te- a, no one no one made texas and ou yeah it's, a, it's aggressive not defensive there's no yeah there's and, no question about that and the mentality has changed so much um you know we kept we kept asking ourselves this question last fall if you guys remember like if you're oklahoma why do you leave that like damn near automatic bid right it, it, this is why i think the automatic bids would have kept at least some of the charm alive for longer I think it's I mean, all inevitable. I mean, there's a lot of things money. they could have done. There's a lot of things but, they could have done. They, but they the money would have been a 12 team playoff would have increased massive amounts of money for everybody. So I, I think it would have it would have delayed the inevitable, in my opinion. That's what I would I think would have happened had they all voted to expand the playoff. I think it, I think Texas and Oklahoma and USC and UCLA reconsider what they were doing. I don't think it stops their decision making process long term, but I think in the short term it does. Here's a let, let's kind of push this conversation forward then for the SEC fans. What there's a, I, I think it's fun to speculate. I think everybody loves speculating about Florida State and Clemson and Miami and North Carolina and Virginia and Oregon and Washington and West Virginia and Oklahoma State and Virginia Tech and North Carolina State. There's lots of legal ramifications. Um, number one, I don't think anything's going to happen anytime soon with the SEC or the Big Ten, frankly, because Notre Dame is just going to sit there and take its time. Stephen, do you have any information about timeline on any of this before we start speculating about which teams would actually fit? Because I have a theory I want to float to both of you, which is that this is about now. It's not about geography. It's not about TV market. It is about right. cultural identity. The Big Ten has a different cultural identity than the SEC. They mm-hmm. care about who their biochem teachers work with in the grants when they get billions of dollars to work on aerospace engineering. And the SEC people care a lot more about football. So I, to me, it's about cultural identity moving forward. So what's the timeline and what are the deciding factors moving forward? I don't know if I agree with you. I think maybe, maybe at, at my most forgiving, I would say maybe it's more brand identity because the two, the two entities driving this are Disney and Fox. It's not actually Greg Sankey. It's not actually, um, you know, it it was, it's not a, it it is a failing of Bob Bowlesby, but like it's. um, How about cultural brand identity? How about you put them all together? Yeah. Yeah. But I will say that, like, if you have an entity that they want that may not live up to those standards, they'll find a way around it. If you're the Big Ten, Um, Mm, we don't have an example of that yet, but I would I'm 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 pessimistic. I'm I'm cynical enough to think that the Big Ten talks more about academics than they actually care when it comes to when it comes to building that inventory. Um, Sorry. Go Go ahead, Aaron. I was just going to say, I wholeheartedly agree that maybe that matters, but it won't matter more than the check. I, I think yeah, you, yeah. I think you guys are, I think, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I, 
maybe you're not maybe you're too cynical on this i i think no i sat in the room and listened to these conversations i know but I, look, there's been lots of reporting like the first thing you have to do if you if you think a big 10 wants a school is check their aau status like you can't do anything else other than that and so i the sec doesn't care about that and so i just that's the only slight brand difference i think to your point about brand equity though steven that is correct what draws the most eyes and ears nationally not regionally or locally but nationally what provides the biggest games it's about you know inventory, like you said. They think it's quality. Mm-hmm. Where, where does what what are the what's the time? I think it's like I think we're in like another year or two for the SEC before they start making decisions. And then what are the possible decisions that the SEC would even be considering at this point? Man, it's really hard to put a timeline on it because you have, at least for the moment, until the next domino falls, you have Notre Dame in in a pretty advantageous position. Um, if they decide to stay independent, there's a, there's a very healthy road for them to do that. There's a way to, to sort of supplement or partner their current agreement with the ACC with something similar with this new big 10. Cause you have to realize you have essentially a permanent opponent now that is another big 10 member in USC, right? They have a decent history of playing some of the other schools, but you could lock in something where, I mean, they're opening with Ohio state, obviously it's non-conference, but technically this year, but you could, you could. You could build if you wanted to, and and really no one would turn you down if you're Notre Dame, by the way. You could uh, retain a a television rights membership with someone like NBC for more money for your home games. And then you could also split an inventory with the current ACC deal, which, by the way, I've never talked to anyone at Notre Dame, be they fan blogger or high up, that really likes that deal. It was just sort of a matter of convenience. The way it was posed to me last week was, if they didn't, if they being the ACC did not nail down Notre Dame during the pandemic when you had to have a conference affiliation, they're never gonna, and no, no one is. No. So I'm of the opinion that Notre Dame, maybe they go to this new Big Ten and say, "Hey, we'll 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 have a rotation of three to four maybe Big Ten opponents a year and four to five ACC or something like that, and then fill out the rest of the schedule accordingly." Remember, they keep an agreement with Navy. There are some weird; right. they have weird hiccups in their schedule. What people are talking about in this moment is this idea that Notre Dame's going to go, screw it, we're joining the Big Ten. That seems to be unlikely. The Big Ten would like certainty from that, though. And the SEC doesn't want that. They don't want. No, you wouldn't. You wouldn't. They, if they it's don't a want Notre Dame race, to the Big you don't Ten. Want, I mean, it's now a two-horse race. You don't want that. No, no. Right. And so, which which means in playoff expansion, not to go back to playoff expansion, but that's why the SEC was pro-independent Notre Dame and access to the playoff. And willing to give them conciliatory things like, yeah, you don't have to play a championship game or whatever, because they were as long as Notre Dame has a path to the playoff and its own television network, they're not going to be pushed into the arms of the, of a conference. And that hurt. It doesn't really hurt the SEC, but they don't want that in a, like you said, a two horse race. So let me. Well, they're the only entity that can live without the SEC and be right. fine and succeed. Even Ohio but, State or Michigan, they have to be together. They have to be a conference. Are, are people thinking about this incorrectly, looking at Clemson and Florida State and Oklahoma State and North Carolina and Virginia? Is that the right way to look at this if you're thinking about the next play, the next move for the SEC? Or is it bigger than that? Is it smaller than that? Like, what? how should people be looking at where the next steps come don't, from? I, I don't, don't look at DMAs anymore. I'll say that. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go through the list and go. I think they should do this or they should. You know, this is more valuable than that because you can make arguments on merits. Um, don't look at DMAs anymore. That's that's how Aaron mentioned earlier. Missouri bringing in St. Louis and sort of fortifying it like a, a kind of a more of a quadrant. That was pre pre streaming era yes, logic. 
yep. completely different metrics for valuation on advertising dollars now. Like mm-hmm. CPM rules everything. Yep. It's not. Yep. It's not. Hey, you guys did a four point five in the Birmingham. That doesn't matter. So that changes it dramatically. I think now you're looking more at geography in terms of assets, which I just is a fancy way of saying human beings that play football. Um, where I might go, I saw your questions that you sent over before this, uh, Braden. What I would do if I was looking to to lock down my and 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 fortify my position for the next twenty years if I'm the SEC, is I would go into a growth area like the Carolinas and very carefully and tactfully pick one or two up to the belt, the DMV belt, as DC, Maryland, Virginia, um, and. If I expanded, I, I, this idea of Florida State and Clemson makes no sense to me personally, because then you're just you're it's a hat on a hat. It's just you're you're you've already done that thing. You have we have a Clemson at home. We're not going to buy a Clemson here. I say as a father of three, <laughs> like we have we don't need a what in the world would you do with Florida State? Why? Yeah, I mean, I. Other than other than sell, we already have an Auburn that thinks they're Alabama. Like, yeah, no. sell big games. I guess I don't know. The only reason, and and they fit again from a brand cultural standpoint, they fit. But like, I don't. I, I kind of agree. I think the two state. I think North Carolina and Virginia are the two states that both conferences want: the Big Ten and the SEC. Charlotte and going into DC, yeah, is probably the the only area of expansion that, if you are the SEC, that you really don't feel like you've locked down on. And if you look at recruiting from the last 10 to 15 years and the amount of talent that's come out of like the north side of South Carolina, so I'm talking about Rock Hill, like uh, Clowney, Genevieve and Clowney's great. There's like a million other examples up to the suburbs of Washington, D.C. That would probably be the, the last castle that I would go after. And if I did that and I am using my pronouns very specifically right now, and I'm saying I, and I'm putting modifiers <laughs> on if, so Braden doesn't clip this out and put it on the internet. Oh, I'm definitely clipping it. <laughs> um, if I was looking tactically at everything from future fan development to high school areas, all that, like you own Georgia, which is one of the fastest growing parts of the country, like the Atlanta area, I would look at specifically the the ubiquitous brand of North Carolina is North Carolina. Okay. From a cultural standpoint, I was just there working on a piece uh, for this fall. It's, when you look at Virginia, it's Virginia Tech. Now, I will say this. Virginia State Legislature is not – that that is not going to be too kosher. Unless UVA goes to the Big Ten and they mandate legally some sort of 20-year contract, there are states that exist that will not allow this. They will go to the legislature and block it. Mm-hmm. But if I am Birmingham, I would say give me North Carolina and Virginia Tech. Yep. Yeah, I do think the quality of the tea, they're going to try to balance not watering down, like you're saying, Stephen, like you want to keep, or you were saying earlier about you want to make sure that you're you're keeping the quality of the product, but they're going to weigh that out with their stake, like in recruiting, as you're saying also. And I will say, I, I don't know how this would play into the decision, but the SEC and the ACC if we're, I can know we keep going back to TV, but every time we talk about money, that it's important. Um, the ACC and the SEC are already like the higher ups at ESPN and Disney already do a lot of crossover with those two. I don't know how that will play into it, but the ACC 
is, you know, the network is also under ESPN and Disney. Yes. They're completely linear. All schools are capable with the exact same equipment that the SEC has. It would be a completely seamless TV transition. And the same people are, you know, in those rooms for those big conversations with the SEC as they are at the ACC. And, and I just, it would be, I just, I really can't see an advantage when you're the primary sole partner of these two conferences is ESPN to, to have them picking each other apart. I don't, I, I, I mean, the bottom line is if the situation I just proposed about Virginia tech and North Carolina comes at the detriment to the ACC. Like I know, I know we live in a football universe and I certainly do. I only report on one sport, but imagine the loss of UNC for those months of November through April Mm-hmm. you know, on the ACC network like so that. That's bad. Well, but does ESPN care if as long as it's on an ESPN? So this is a, this is, I had not thought about this because Aaron, this is a great question because is it more likely than that the ES that ESPN and Disney has more power to explode, blow up, pick apart the ACC grant of rights. If those teams are going to an SEC conference that is sponsored by and, and purchased and owned by ESPN, Versus going to the Big Ten, where they know they're losing those properties technically to Fox. It depends on who strikes first. How, how many lawyers and how much money am I going to need to break up the grant of rights? What do I need? What are the rules here? What do I need? Again, I I, A lot. I, I will leave I will leave the the audience with this. Don't think of it as conference versus conference. It's two corporations that are driving the value here. That's what it so, is. Look at the look at the largest source of revenue. It's not tickets. It's not apparel. It's not crazy people when talk radio. It's none of that stuff that they put in the marketing. The highest, the single highest, most valuable piece of this equation is television revenue. And who provides that? So, I would encourage a landslide. Oh yeah, it's not even close. That's the funny thing. It's not even close. I'm not trying to diminish the amount of money that someone like the SEC makes on uh, apparel. Or, or season tickets in general. Season tickets is the big one, the second biggest one. Sure, and that actually, you know, to, to bring it all back home to wrap it up, Braden, that might be a weird canary in the coal mine in in years to come. I think as tickets have, like, we've already seen this actually, and and this is a great test kitchen to live in. Talking to people who are twenty year, fifteen year Alabama season ticket holders, and then also the young alumni who bought after they graduated and then worked their way—I would say up, but down—in Brian Denny, express <laughs> fatigue at the value of their package. Right, of saying like, "Oh, it's it's great, we're playing USC, but I'm not like my season ticket package doesn't cover me going to Dallas to fucking Jerry World and spending three hundred dollars a seat for this USC game a couple years ago." Uh, that might be a canary in the coal mine moving forward when we talk about like, you know, Braden, I think you hit it with the first question you asked. You're talking about from a fan perspective. I think if this had operated with a better emphasis on fan perspective, we'd be in a very different situation. I, if if my season ticket package as a Georgia fan includes the exact same eight games I'm normally getting now, plus a ninth SEC game, and it includes guarantee like a, a game with Virginia Tech every year. That yes, is be- that be is happy. that is better than UL Monroe yes. in, an, in a neutral site game. So yes, but if they lose Auburn for whatever reason, but they keep or they keep or, or, or instead of Auburn, you get a rotation of you know Missouri, Ole Miss, South Carolina, whatever. Like th- that's they already I'm, have that. They already have that. I'm really interested to see what that new schedule All looks right. like. Okay, um, mm-hmm. so who's going to finish uh, second in the East this year? A bad team. <laughs> 
Wow. <laughs> Tennessee, Kentucky, South Carolina, Florida at 38 Godfrey on the Twitter machine. Who, how many losses did Texas A&M have? Oh, at least. Oh, by when? Uh, did we count the bowl? No, the regular season. The 12 regular season game. At least two. And the SEC championship game, of course. At least two. <laughs> oh, are they going? No. Oh, that's news. No, okay, cool. I was, I was fucking with you. I was fucking okay. with you. Okay, right on. Um, Aaron, you got any quick hitters here for on actual football that you want while, while we've got Steven here? <laughs> um, I mean, you really you drastically changed the mood there. I mean. Yeah, got to lighten it up. Who's the second you, best quarterback in the SEC? And what's going to happen with LSU? Ooh. Oh, hey, anyone who tell let me tell you, this is just for anyone listening right now. Anyone who tells you they know what's going to happen at LSU or anyone who tells you that they know what's going to happen at LSU Florida State game is totally full of shit. Lying. They totally. are going to be better than people think. What that? You know what? Sure, maybe. We don't, if you don't know. If you don't accompany every statement about LSU with maybe for about the next six <laughs> months, you're full of shit. Agreed. That's what I thought you'd uh, say. Okay, it's okay to say you don't know. We got we to gotta preach this in our industry, y'all. It's not, I don't see, I think radio, this is where you give radio people a bad name. I think most good radio people, when they get stupid phone calls about questions they don't know about, they say, man, I just don't know. I don't know. Great. And I could fit most good radio people in an elevator. That's fine. <laughs> don't, don't insult my entire industry. Okay. You do all the time. I'm not going to take up for him. <laughs> I know she's not. I know she's not. All right. Where can people find you? Secret base, splitzoneduo.com, at 38 yeah. Godfrey. What else you got? Not sleeping. That's where they can find me. Uh, yeah, at, at 38 Godfrey on social media. Uh, Aaron, where can people find you? Um, at Jasper's on Saturdays and then Aaron right. underscore Dugan on, yeah. on, uh, Instagram and the Aaron Dugan on Twitter. And what should people do on also not sleeping the YouTube subscribe, please subscribe. Sean, my, my brother, Sean does a great job producing the show. Um, click subscribe. Doesn't blow you up. Just make sure yep. you see our content when we put it out. I think there's pretty good shit on there, man. I'm not going to lie. It's good. If we, if we do say so there. ourselves, uh, make sure you follow all of uh, Steven's work everywhere. You can find him. Good to see you again, man. We, we're glad to have you go to Jasper's. Of course, if you're in Nashville, free, free parking, park, free parking, great game room. They got an air hockey table. They got Papa shot. They got ski ball. It's all free shuffleboard. It's great. And of course, if you're in Flowwood, Ridge, <laughs> Ridgeland, Ridgeland, Ridgeland. No, no, no. Don't hit the G. Oh, Rid go faster. Ridgeland. Ridgeland. Nailed it. Got it. It's like yeah. it's like Knox. It's like Knox. Right, but you don't don't worry it. about hitting it yeah. either in Mississippi. You're just gonna be like Ridgeland. Rid Ridgeland Jackson. As if you fell asleep Flowood. in the word, okay. If you fell asleep in Memphis the and Huntsville. Coming soon, Huntsville, Alabama. We're coming to you. All Huntsville. Of, uh, Hunt Huntsville. It's actually V U L L U H L V V U H L Knoxville, Cookville, Huntsville. That's all what it is. It's Nashville, bad. Nashville as well. Nashville. All right. Go check out all the locations. We really appreciate it. Thank you guys for hanging out with us. We'll be back again next week. For Steven and Aaron, I'm Braden. This has been Fringe Element here on the 440 Sports Network. <laughs>